0: vol on the mic She is She wears a lot of hats <laughs> I have a wardrobe of hats Yes So let's start with Community activists Has a Facebook page Rachel's Roundtable mm-hmm. um, Which she talks to Correctional candidates Un- United States Air Force Academy Glider, air hanger, Gang violence in the 719 <laughs> Church Boulder's guide Monthly rental That should be condemned I want to talk about that By the way Oh I know they um, have an update on that to, Uh, artists, photographers, talks on customer service, woodworking, and now podcasters. So we want to discuss a subject that's near and dear to her heart. Let's start with the ins and outs of the foster
1: care system. I tell you what, um, the things that you get to see in the foster care system as you interface in various roles, it's pretty interesting. So foster parents see just the seriousness of the situation and the family dynamics that they walk into. And um, DHS, they're overwhelmed. COVID has brought the need for foster parents to a new level. So I want to highly encourage anybody out there that's wow. ever thought about this to enter the field. The training is such that um, they train you on the go, you get... A lot of training. You get master level social workers classes sometimes in understanding family systems, which turns out to be really, really important because okay. if you'll bring the wrong child into your family system, you can look up and your children have all different behaviors that you were not expecting and, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, have to work to undo. So you kind of have to know um your family well Mm -hmm. this is why the family systems teaching helps you have to know you well and i'm gonna tell you the, the truth a lot of foster parents go into this and you look up and the foster parents are in therapy because taking on somebody that is at a high level of of um instability reveals everything in the family structure that wasn't stable so it can be a shock, but it can also be wonderful. Obviously, and I'm going to be honest, the people who fare the best are the people who get the babies and they begin molding somebody, mm-hmm. you know, really, really young. It's easiest on those families. The ones who get the hardest cases are the ones who do 12 and up. And that's just kind of how cases are. And <laughs>
0: But can't you like Bernie Macum, you, you know, hit him in the throat?
1: <laughs> Oops. I'm anyway, not, yeah, you know what? I think Ernie Mac Bernie Mac was able to use his, uh, his his Hollywood status to get out of some stuff because hey. you you throw a punch a kid in El Paso County they're gonna come get you. Um,
0: obviously, my <laughs> kids have not been interviewed, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> but you know what? We're from that generation. When oh yeah, you think definitely. About people, yes, yes. You know, like us, we're in our you know we're in our fifties. You know, we're in our sixties. You know, we grew up with what the parents said was law and all the rest or, of it. Or or the neighborhood got you. But well, not just the parents. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody received at least one beat down from a neighbor, and then a neighbor called your parent, and you got spanked Another again when down. you got on. Consequently, we was trying to act right.
0: I've got a story for that. Story <laughs> for that. Yeah. So I was probably, probably 10, 11. Mm-hmm. and you know, I kind of act up in school, mm-hmm. so I got in trouble, and my mama, she she gave me a little beat down. Report card fell behind the couch. My dad found it. Uh-oh. Meet me down in front of my friends outside. Oh, God, not that. Double whammy. Double
1: oh. whammy. And in that generation, that was normal. Yeah. That was normal. We took that. And what was really strange about it was a lot of us turned out better than yes. this generation that had time out. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure why that is, but I think the main dynamic in why that is is our parents were very bold and they told us. I'm cool if you don't like me. Mm-hmm. I'm not your friend. I'm the person here to take care of you so you can turn into a good person. And we've, we've lost that in 2021.
0: Or going to a store. Don't touch nothing. Yep. Don't look at nothing. Right. Don't ask for nothing. Right. Yeah.
1: And you knew. Yep. And you did it. You know, obedience was expected, you know, because back then we had at least a fundamental respect for authority. The reason we're having the explosion in families during COVID is is, is a couple of things. One, unresolved parental conflict, right? All of a sudden, you got to be together twenty four seven kids can't go to school, you might not be able to go to work, and sure, they may have thrown more money at you than you were earning when you were at work, but you ain't used to being in the house twenty four seven with your kids. You're used to your kids being gone for yep. eight hours, right so that that kind of volatile little cooker blew up a lot of people's lives, and so wow. they looked up and DHS is on their doorstep because you know some things happening aren't appropriate. And they they make decisions at that particular point. So a social worker coming in may say, okay, this is going to go to family preservation. This is when they put everybody in counseling and start trying to see if they can get something happening. Before with foster care. Right. Okay. Right. So that is one of the things that can happen first. They track it. It's not a charge of dependency and neglect. But let's say you go through that process and you just still have things that aren't going well. Especially like with teenagers and the teenagers are wilding out and they're running away and they're doing doing all those things. Your next step is now they look at your child's going to go into placement. You still have to go to counseling. They still have to go to counseling, but it's separate. Then they have to blend into the foster family if they possibly can. And, you know, in in that context, they usually give the parents a whole list of stuff to do, including the visitation of the child in the, Truthfully, in the industry, we kind of made jokes that they would give these parents a Mission Impossible list. So they do the Mission Impossible list to get their kid back. Yeah. Yeah. And as mm-hmm. you can imagine, few do the Mission Impossible.
0: Dang. So what's an average stay for a, a, a foster child?
1: Um, Six to nine months. Okay. Mm-hmm six to nine months, and we are trying to do things in Colorado differently. So we used to have, for the children who were the most difficult, not coincidentally, most of these children were fetal alcohol syndrome, um, intellectual delay, um, learning disabilities. Um, and then like, you know, very serious and chronic physical problems Mm -hmm. because those are the hardest children to take care of. So it used to be that we would have these group homes and we'd go into them. Well, one of the things that we discovered is sometimes those things don't work well for those children. So a lot of those have been broken up. So at the beginning of. I would say 2021 there there was a huge call across the state going out for foster parents and the state just did not know what they were going to do to get enough because they had a lot of children the hardest children suddenly come open for this and really sometimes foster care is a problem because you take that extremely difficult child out of the setting and then the family manages to stabilize around the children that aren't as difficult and then they don't want them back. So it's kind of a serious thing. And so when you come in as a foster parent, you could find yourself in a foster to adopt scenario. You know, gotcha. that, that's kind of actually happened with my husband and I back, uh, um, you know, some years ago. And so we had a kid from the time that he was twelve. Until he was 18 and we kind of went on and formally gave him our name and everything because we were just kind of hoping he'd have a sense of belonging Uh as far, as far as that was concerned. Um, and you know, I think some people do that, but it's, it's, um, it can be high difficulty work, but it can also be really rewarding work. And I have to say this, we need considerably more minority families.
0: Speak to the concept. Uh, For what I see, babies mm-hmm. raising babies.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> I do not know what is happening in our communities that we have so many babies raising babies. And I mean, you see it pretty often. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about people sixteen to say twenty-one. Not just really not, not grown ready. yet, not ready. haven't finished college, barely finished high school, don't have any work experience. But, you know, um, the the television told them sex with everybody was okay. So they went out and they had that with everybody. And, you know, now that, you know, you have these the odds. Th- these situations, you know, and it, it's, it fascinates me. It's kind of like, I don't understand why all of y'all run around doing all that didn't just get some good birth control and not do all that. But that's, you know, that's because emotionally, even though they portray it on television like this is good, then this is great. People who are 16 and 21 are not developmentally ready for that Yeah, for any of that.
0: So don't the grandparents turn into foster parents almost?
1: Sometimes it depends. You know, um it's all about whether they are pressing forward. With moving family health forward, or whether they're pressing forward moving family pathology forward. Forward. Let me give you an example. We'll just use other names. So I have a friend, Marsha, and Marsha's mom always had very problematic um, relationships with men. And so it'd be one man, and it might be five months, and then there'd be a new man, and that might be seven months, and then there'd be a new man, and that might be a year, you know. So this was kind of their lives. They had people kind of in and out Mm -hmm. on an intermittent basis. So having watched all this, you know, Marsha at like 15, 16 was already sexually active and already sexually active with... Multiple, you know, boys. Just like her mom. Yeah, because that's kind of what she saw, right? So we were not surprised when Marcia ends up with three kids by the age of 21. Three kids by the age of 21. So she went to her mom like, can you help me take care of the kids? And mom said, no, I'm not helping you with that. I'm barely supporting myself.
0: Even though she's the cause of it,
1: basically. Yeah, but see, we don't see our pathology that way. So... Um, Moving forward, you know, she began trying to figure out some same things, but she was repeating the patterns with men, repeating the patterns with being abused, and repeating this in front of young daughters.
0: So it just keeps going. It yeah. Just, so The ball keeps you know, rolling.
1: Mm-hmm. So I know we're talking about the babies having babies, but who had their first baby and what were they doing? And why aren't we accountable Anymore as people for how that's going and what we're doing. It's like we're so focused on what's wrong with the society and what is wrong with things racially that we have forgotten to do what MLK said about the content of our character. We're not having content uh, 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 in character talks you know what i mean we're having talks about you know is her booty big enough you know is he making enough money we're not talking about what kind of person is this
0: We're i take care of ourselves
1: mm-hmm. we're not you know and and i really think the most radical activism that we can do in 2021 is to back up and take care of ourselves Set high standards of character, fight our own selves to stick to it, you know, even though it may not be the fit for the world around us and really Wrap our family around what is good character and tell our kids the truth. You know what? When I was your age, I was doing that dumb stuff. I was hopped up on trying to sling this and that. Or, mm-hmm. you know what? I was on the strip pole too. I did that. You know, I think we should tell our kids the truth and go and I struggled to become a person who could be stable and have good character by this, this and this. So I want you to start at that, that place with character mm-hmm. and you'll be able to figure that out. It'll also help keep you away from people doing the opposite, because it is mostly the people doing the opposite that is the babies that have the babies.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that if we take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. then the world takes care of itself too.
1: Absolutely, and and I'm telling you, we're self care is so radical it looks strange to us. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm telling you this, you know, that we think it's strange when a woman doesn't have four baby's daddies. We think it's strange when a brother that's married doesn't have a side chick. You know, we have gotten so far away from what is actually good character, not understanding that good character is also the best in self-care. If your body is a vessel and is sacred, you would think you would take care of that as such, right? But these are not the conversations that we're having in 2021. And we're not even having these conversations in church. Ah. Yeah, I know.
0: Interesting. Yeah. You dropped the word. Boom.
1: I had to say it because this used to be the place where we would kind of try to have those talks, Mm -hmm. but it's not. In fact, a lot of us, we in church trying to hide from the deacons. The kids trying to hide from some of these head deacons. And that's a Colorado Springs thing. If you happen to Ouch. be here where we at, Ouch. that's some real talk. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's it's yeah, some hard talk yeah. that, that we, um, we haven't understood our value. And I think some of the problem is our worldview. When we declare to our own selves in our hearts of hearts, every system in this country is against me. Because the color of our skin, we begin the path away from self-care. Because what is the use of taking care of yourself if everybody is against you anyhow and they just gonna take it? Yep. It's not true though, because what we're finding is we have about 30% of, of our population that manages to do long-term marriages and those people are doing some things differently than the rest of us. And some of the rest of us are having very adverse direct, you know, reactions. Yep. We're angry. We're upset. We call those people bougie. We do all the rest of that. <clears throat> but that 30% that's taking on what we call an old-fashioned value, mm-hmm.
0: it's they, working.
1: they're doing the best among us. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a degradation of the family unit. Absolutely. You know? And I see where, uh, I remember back in the day when people said, that household does not have a father.
1: Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter.
0: I know some women who kick some booty,
1: big yeah, time. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, again, what does that extend from? You know, when when you when you get to the point that you look at your child and you are like, I am, I see you as so valuable and so mine and so my heart that I can't just let you do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of parenting usually you look up. And they might be poor for that first generation, and then you look up and that kid moving forward, they reach heights that parent never reached because what has been poured into them is is positive, right? You know, but with these babies having babies, what is poured into the youngest person in the mix is the frustrations and the things that don't work from the baby who had the baby because they really just developmentally were not ready. You know, I just think we have to face that. And so, you know, within foster care, um, I think that some of the families, you know, taking on these other children can kind of learn. They can learn by watching instead of being the one that's going through the bad things. When you watch a mom tied up in drugs that cannot pull it together over that nine months to a year that they're supposed to pull it together, that'll make you look in the mirror and examine Mm, is that one drink too many am mm. I doing this too often am I partying too often you know am I am I screaming at my kids am I beating everybody but I ain't really got no reason for it it just kind of feels better to sock everybody you know it'll make you do some internal introspection you know what I mean that can be life changing and then the other thing our, our community I'm sorry most of us need to go to therapy we have these studies that are out. <laughs> Don't be mad at me Don't be I'm mad at me. I'm not insulting you but I'm but, not insomnia. but will we go But this is where we got to go but will we go? But we need to go all right okay we need to go let me okay. tell you why we need to go. We need to go because they are so clear in these studies that the average African-American parent has PTSD from their childhood. Why? Because they grew up in a situation where they were told every day the entire system around you is against you. How do you build self-esteem in the midst of that? If we look at everything that we learn in development, if we look at Maslow, if we look at the tables from Erickson, where development revolves around trust, we begin with a fundamental mistrust that keeps on I'm sitting, you know, think okay. about it, a fundamental mistrust. So if your first developmental step is trust, but you have fundamental mistrust, everything after that will be, you know, um, an adaptation
0: on, on the basis con- of mistrust
1: on the basis yep. of mistrust. And so, you know, um, we have to make our family units, whether they are male headed or not. Okay, I I don't have any prejudice about that, and women can certainly do this. We need to do whatever we need to do to bring in um, a way for these environments to be safe for the kids and at least insulate them because when they go to school, the teacher that most often does not look like them is going to tell them, by the way, the entire world is against you. you.
0: So what happened to the mind thought, you see back in the day or, Mm -hmm. or even now, that you know you want to expose your kids to more than what you had or have them do more what you had but you want to lift them up mm-hmm. further than you
1: competition <sighs> this is a hard one to to you know to articulate we became convinced that we couldn't do it and that if we couldn't do it certainly our children can't do it and we have some people pushing that out you know, um, on, on their family unit.
0: So so then the building blocks are either big mm-hmm. or the building blocks are small.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, and, and really, um, the whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing, it's been a lie from the beginning. Nobody ever pulls themselves up by their bootstraps. What happens is we rise or we fall, on um, the strength of the support system that we're plugged into. Now, some people get lucky, and even with a very small support system, there's enough positive energy within it to where that powers the child for it. And that's, we look up and they're achieving like crazy, right? You know, we see that. We see that with a LeBron. How much does he praise his mother, you know, for, yep. you know, for where he is, Great right? Time. We see that, you know, and then when you ask her about what she did, you can tell she poured into him sometimes without regard for herself because she had that character basis to pour into okay. him, right? But some of what we're doing when we get into these competitive things is, you know, um, I have a, you know, a foster care situation I remember well and what happened was the young lady, you know, worked hard and she really brought herself up and she got to the point. Here she is, she's got the nice apartment and she's working and she's all doing right. all the stability things and check this out. Mom ain't doing that yet. Her mother, who's in her 50s, ain't doing that So what happens to that situation? Um, The mom doesn't want to see her anymore.
0: Yep.
1: And, you know, this is what I'm talking about with with, with competition. Even though that's what you want. You want your child to
0: surpass you. Right. And be proud of it.
1: You should want your child yeah. to surpass you. But if you're one of those babies who had a baby and you're in the hood and you're surrounded with the other people who had the babies and, and, and so everybody in that situation has a very low standard, then you may not get the chance to form that mindset. The sign of success as a parent is for my child yeah. to surpass me
0: yeah.
1: because I poured so much into them that They could, right? But we're not getting to do that. And this is controversial. Some people are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said it. I'm going to tell you this, integration has hurt us. I'm going to be straight up. Back in the day, if you think about it, as far as segregation was concerned, we had our own schools, which, by the way, are better educational institutions than what we're in now. We had, um, I mean, we didn't have the great books and all the rest of that, but Mm -hmm. as far as like learning outcomes, Black children were subject to rigorous instruction and high demand and expectation from black teachers who believed that they could go to college, right? Mm. This is what we had in the 50s and the 60s and somewhat in the early 70s. But we hit kind of around the 80s. And what happened was everybody that, you know, now that segregation was up, Upper class families got out the hood as fast as they can. Am I lying? Oh. They got out the hood as fast the, as they could. The we, big migration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So we had, and really, you know, we might have to call that black flight, right? So we had black flight of people who were successful. Back in the 50s and the 60s, the black man who made $10,000, he lived next door to the black man who made 100000 because neither of them were allowed to move out of the area. Yeah. And the black man who made 10000 he got enough chance to observe. He could ask his neighbor questions. How come you're doing so well? What are you doing? Can I do that? Do you have a contact for me to get a better job? <clears throat> when we have black flight out of the neighborhoods and into the suburbs, right, we we hurt both our groups. So, so we, there's,
0: a, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. One can't pull the other one up.
1: Right because they're not connected to one another anymore. And making a reconnection is difficult because our 20% at the bottom, by the way, the group that the media always concentrates on, never mind that the rest of us are generally middle class and doing well, those folks don't have a way to learn the skills that it would take to get out of that setting and not coincidentally who are the babies having babies? Is it in the families that are yep. well off? No, it is not.
0: No it's every not. now and then once in a
1: while every now and then. Yeah, but they yeah. they absorb it yep. they absorb it because they can. And so you know to be plugged into a support system which is what a family is really supposed to be can be difficult in that setting when the examples of other families that we have around us don't do that. So I feel like what we need to do is move back into those areas and begin buying them. You know, if we are well off, you know, no. go, go back or refuse to move. Refuse to move. So that st- would stop
0: the gentrification thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know why? Because the the families that are the most well-off are, are going to be the ones who are going to be able to stay in the area, right? But they're also a pillar of support to the community around them where people can come and learn different skill sets and different ways of doing things. And most often, these are also the strongest families because it's easier to build a strong family when you have enough financial support. Yes. So we just, it's, you know, if we think of ourselves as a big family, it's just time for us to reconnect.
0: It's almost like the have and have nots.
1: It is absolutely yeah. like the There's have. Nothing in the middle, yeah. The haves and the have nots. You know, it, it, it really is. And, you know, um I think that to get off of just being only on survival level and only thinking about today. We need one another in ways we have not needed one another before the pandemic. And I I don't know, I'm kind of hopeful. I feel like sometimes some of us are getting that we need one another like that and we're making a way to carry one another. Now that is some activism and it doesn't require a single person who doesn't look like us. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get brave enough to we really do that.
0: Ourselves. Back to <laughs> oh, wow, what a segue! Back to uh, foster care system. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the pitfalls?
1: I think that some of the the pitfalls are um, a lot of time a child that has been raised in an environment that is toxic or unsafe does not know how to react to a a, um, a situation that's not. And so, for foster parents, I would highly suggest go to therapy yourself. It's only an hour a week. But make sure that child gets to go to therapy too. They fiercely defend the people who abuse them. So they can tell you in one breath, yes, yeah, she burnt me with the iron. But but in the next breath, but it must be okay because, you know, she, she wasn't feeling good that day. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it in um, in psychology, they call that the trauma bond. And the thing about the trauma bond is it happens with chemicals in our own body. So a lot of children who have been in a lot of chaos, they are addicted to the chaos. So they'll come in and initially they may cause some chaos. You have to have kind of solid order to be able to help that child be in the begin to change because what's happening in them is less about their thinking and more about what's happening in their body because that's how we carry trauma. And that's why, you know, I tell you honestly, the average black person really does have PTSD because we have been subjected to a lot in education and media and the other messages that we get every day, you know, that every system is against you. And really, you know, it might be some of the leaders of these systems. <laughs> you
0: know, but we, the system itself.
1: Yeah, but we're blaming everybody, you know what I mean? This is how we get these ideas, you know. Everybody is an oppressor. You know, that white kid that's five ain't had time to oppress us. Come no, on now. We, not yet. We're doing too much. But, you know, and and if we become healthy, we may become the person that, that that plants the seed in that person's head that keeps them from becoming a racist and becomes someone that goes, I know that this is supposed to be equality. What can I do to make sure that I feed into that? Mindset.
0: Yeah. So so how can we fix the system then?
1: Um It begins with us. It becomes it okay. begins no. Go no. to counseling. Well I mean therapy. I want some of us to go to counseling and therapy, but but really, I think that it, it just really begins with us and our self-care. We can't fix any system and be toe up from the flow up. You know, we have to be able to, um, you know, take care of ourselves. And so let's say we really dislike the educational system. Well, we have other choices, right? Yep. Some people homeschool. Some people charter. And by the way, it's private, <laughs> private, Black charters are doing very well, you know what I mean, as far as educational outcomes, because, again, we're back in that community that looks like us, that's invested in us, and that believes that we can become that person that's going to be... You know, college educated or um, entrepreneurial educated, another process, but, you know, definitely a valid one. You know, or even, I'll tell you what, these vocations. My youngest who grew up with us in foster care is a plumber, and this brother makes $40 an hour. Uh, I tell They pay him through the, the, the ITs. Yep. I love Electricians, it. Electricians,
0: mm-hmm. um, air conditioned. I mean, mm-hmm. all that stuff. All that's, of that. That's that's almost like an undiscovered country. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, and what's really weird about it is if we go back to the 1800s, we were those people. Yeah. We were those um, skilled tradesmen people and financially and separate from these yep. systems that ain't run by us, we was better off. We had more home ownership in 1960 than we have in 2021. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. So even though we have more funds, we're not investing in ourselves the same. And this is why I would say, honestly, that comes back to self-care. So you got to look in the mirror and, and really begin to think, what's the healthiest move for me? What's the best move for me? What's the best way for me to take care of myself and then pull your family into that best care of yourself? So many of us are dying from COVID behind comorbidities, but they're the comorbidities we
0: created. Wow. Well, we want to thank. (laughs) Well, thank you very much.
1: Time flies when you're having fun.
0: That was interesting. You know, we did a little segue off of the foster care system, but heck. I but, didn't
1: mind. but the foster she care system is part is of. It's all connected. When you think about this, this is about these overall systems. So if I could wrap this all up in one bowl, I would say: see to your self system, and see to your family system, and then when you go to connect your family system to any of these others, choose carefully. They have to support what. You are doing, and what you are about—that is the best for your kids. And anything that can't do that, do your best to disconnect. Man. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you, Rachel.
1: You're welcome.
0: That was, thank you for coming by.
1: Thanks we'll talk for, again. Finally, oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, I want to be on the show oh yes you'll have to come on Rachel's Roundtable I, I love having guests on and I just think it would be so fun to talk about your success and what you've done and be an example to you know other young people that might be interested in your vocation do podcasting <laughs> <laughs> stop now one of my son's besties is a dentist is maybe it? we'll get him to call in oh,
0: hey that's even better yeah yeah how you like it yeah how many years in though not a whole lot of years in yeah I got 33 that's so a I lot of years you telling that's, that's a lot of years all right rachel thank you for being on the show thanks for coming in and we'll have you back soon while you putting
1: up a you won't get this